0: JEPQ has dominated the stock market in 2023 with a year-to-date return of 21% compared to the S&P 500's 19% return. Except there's just one big elephant in the room. While the S&P 500 is only giving a 1.44% dividend yield that gets paid out every single quarter, JEPQ is giving out a 12% dividend yield paid out every single month which means JEPQ has been very profitable in 2023 compared to the overall market. One has to wonder now, can JEPQ keep up this hot streak in 2024 and beyond? After all, its brother, JEP E, dominated the headlines in 2022, but has been pretty flat this year, not including its also juicy 9% dividend yield. But JEPQ is a little bit different. Let's see why JEPQ had such an incredible year. JEPQ's main focus is to grab current income. After all, it is an income ETF. And they're doing this by selling options and investing in U.S. large cap growth stocks to get that monthly income stream from the premiums and stock dividends. They're actually trying to get a significant portion of the returns of the NASDAQ 100. Keep that in mind because it's going to be important for later with less volatility. So they're gonna be using proprietary data science. This is managed after all by J.P. Morgan Chase, one of the largest, most powerful entities in the world. They're creating a portfolio of stocks that can deliver returns but not fluctuate as much on those days when the stock market just goes parabolic. Let's take a look at this graph because it explains perfectly how their dividends are so big. They use a multi-pronged approach. Essentially, that means that 1% of their returns in that dividend distribution is gonna come from the dividends of the holdings they actually own. And then the other 8 to 10% is gonna be options premium. This is the return they're gonna get in, in exchange for doing those covered calls. And the reason why it varies between 8 to 10% is because premiums are based on how volatile a stock is right so that's going to be changing every single day thus it's not going to be super predictable but we know with the nasdaq 100 these are typically very volatile companies so expect those premiums to be quite juicy and then there's another way to earn money and that's through the net equity contribution this is basically any gains that the stock gets in terms of capital appreciation JEPQ will get a portion of those gains so there's several ways that JEPQ can make money they're gonna do one month out of the money call options which will give them that juicy premium and the stocks in the nasdaq 100 they pay dividends as well not super big only about one percent but every little bit helps this thanksgiving season while we sit down and reflect on what we're thankful for i want you to keep JEPQ in mind Because we're able to make money via dividends, we're able to make money via options premiums, and we can make money when the stock goes up. I told you guys I was going to explain why JEPQ has dominated in 2023, and look no further than what their current holdings are. Right away we see companies like Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, Google, NVIDIA, Facebook, making up the largest percentages of this fund. All of the magnificent seven big tech companies have propped up the stock market this year. Companies like NVIDIA are up 200% year-to-date. Microsoft is up 57%. Google is up 55%. When these companies make up such a significant portion of the ETF, you know it's going to be a really good profitable year for you. Just remember, in exchange for doing those covered calls to get those juicy premiums, the fund is giving up some of that upside potential. So if stocks do really well in a short period of time that's gonna stunt the growth of this fund it makes up 42 percent of the portfolio information technology and while it has had a great year this year you can also get exposure to other sectors including consumer discretionary and communications each over 10 percent so owning jebq is actually a great way to get diversified own several big profitable companies Other section that includes 14% of the holdings, stuff that looks like it was smashed in by somebody typing on a computer, is actually its equity-linked notes. ELNs act similar to bonds, but you can also get access to stock market appreciation and possibly have your principal protected based on the ELN. I listened to an interview the fund manager Hamilton Reiner did, and these are typically short-term in nature, just two to four weeks, It's a way to give qualified income to their shareholders. It's going to depend on who issues the ELN, but they sort of act like a safety net. The prospectus goes into much more boring lingo on what ELNs do and their purpose. So why do I think JEPQ will do well in 2024? Well, it's because of interest rates. Interest rates cause the world to go around. Interest rates have been the highest they've been in 20 years as of late. But with inflation finally cooling down, most experts think the Fed will finally cut interest rates next year, which should be great news for the stock market, especially growth stocks like the ones that Jepq holds. With less attractive savings yields rates, rich investors who control most of the money in this world, they're going to pour money back into the stock market to get better returns. That's going to prop up the stock market, make the stocks in JetQ go up. Plus, when interest rates are low, companies are going to be taking out more loans to grow their business. They're going to be hiring more people. They're going to be taking on a little bit more risk because money is so cheap to borrow and this is usually what leads to more innovation and growth so it will be great for these companies as well that's why another great year for jebq isn't out of the question some other facts to consider is that JEPQ has a 35 basis points expense ratio this is actually considerably cheaper than some of the other funds coming out these days that are closest to 100 basis points remember this is money that you have to pay in fees regardless if the fund actually makes money or not. I don't think people realize how high some of these fees can be over long periods of time. Take a $200,000 investment in a fund, which, if you're retired, that's very doable, that's very achievable. Let's say it had an expense ratio of 1%, over 20 years that would be around $44,000 in fees. Of course, actively managed funds like JEPQ, they require a lot of time and effort to manage, and those people do deserve to be paid for their time. And when you pay these fees, you're also buying the expertise of these fund managers as well. My main man Hamilton Reiner has 36 years in the industry. He's definitely seen some stuff for sure. And while the active managing certainly seems to be working for now, just keep in mind, 20 years from now, it might be a totally different management group running the fund, and they might not be as solid as old Hamilton was at the helms. Overall, I see JEPQ as a solid income ETF play. Its NAV has held up even going up 2% since it was launched in May of 2022. No reinvest the dividends nonsense here, but one and a half years is still not a long period of time. I'd still like to see how this fund does in several different market conditions, but hey, so far it's done really well. Again, due to the covered call capping of potential gains, these funds are probably still better for those in the wealth preservation mode of life, rather than the wealth accumulation mode of life. Those who are happy with the money they have right now, and just want to get consistent streams of monthly income, they don't care about growing their portfolio value, just want to pay the bills each month in retirement, then this could be a worthwhile investment. For younger investors like myself, just investing in the triple Qs will likely lead to better returns over long periods of time, because there's no covered calls being done. But that's not to say Having exposure to JEPQ isn't a bad idea. I always love having dividends come my way. It keeps me motivated to invest more. And I love the somewhat predictable cash flow of dividends. At the end of the day, each person's financial standing and decisions are going to be different. And that's why they need to do what's right for them. Not what some anonymous YouTuber is saying on YouTube. I'm in my 20s. I have no kids. I plan on retiring when I'm 40. My investing decisions are going to be different than if I'm 50 and have kids to put through college, right? But whatever you do, please don't just put all your eggs in one basket. Make sure you're diversified. Want to see how much I made in dividend checks last month? Well, click right here. Check out my full portfolio and my weekly stock trades on Patreon. I'm beating the market. This has been an incredible year for me. I post all my weekly trades in there. Let me know what you think of this income ETF and others such as JEPQ in the comments below. My videos are always found in podcast form under the Collect Cash podcast name. Leave a like for the algorithm and I'll catch you on the next one.